This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, ladies and gentlemen. Always appreciate your time wherever you're listening in. Maybe you're listening in right at AMI.ca where you can listen to the live stream of AMI-audio. Maybe you're listening to us through TuneIn Radio or OOTunes, awesome apps in which to download to your smart device. Check out the show, but wherever you are listening to our 2 p.m. Eastern Live, 10 p.m. First Repeat Eastern, and 6 a.m. in the Morning Repeat, we thank you. We appreciate your time. Kelly McDonald with Ramya Muthan and... On Wednesdays and on Fridays, we get a chance for our uh, regional content reports. Uh, these come into us, and uh, today we're joined by Karen McGee, AMI Content Development Specialist in Eastern Ontario. But apparently, the rumor has it, she's actually in Toronto. I, I have to believe you got the heck out of Dodge already. Is, is that right? I, no, I'm I'm in here for an event tonight, so I'm up the road here in Markham at a, at a hotel yet to be disclosed. Um, um. Okay. So, all right. So, were you at main campus today? Over there? No, at- I did not make mm-hmm. it by. I was going to try to stop by because Rami had asked specifically for me to come by. I said, Pretty please. Yeah. She, she said please. She's too popular. But, and did she no, say no? No. Traf- traffic was a little. Um, there's a lot of construction on the 401. And 401. I. What is that again? I, the 401. I was going to say the 4 nothing we're, one. We're, we're blind um, hosts. We, we don't drive. What is I that? know. And, and I'm trying to think of... So you get in a vehicle and you sit and you don't move very much. Right. And it's then a parking you know, lot. Oh, Rum, it's a par- 401 is a parking, parking lot. It's a parking lot. Cool. In, okay. some, in some spots of the 401, it was a, the traffic was a little thick. <laughs> we're mean. That's awesome. And it took we're, longer uh, to get here. Well, I, I was to just... go back tomorrow morning. I was just hoping, hopefully your event, by the way, goes really well tonight, but I was just figuring, oh, if she's around Toronto and not knowing when I saw this, she's around, what, what, is she going to be in the studio? Oh, I offered. Way. I offered. Mm-hmm. Ramya, did I not offer? She did. She and did you tell her no? No, I just I told her it would be nice to. Yeah. But oh, I thought you said. I thought you said that. Nice. Uh, if I see you, I see you. I don't want to make your go out of the way. <laughs> what a nice oh, thing to I say. Well, if I see you, I see you. I guess. If I must. I, I'm not sure how I feel right now. I'd be. I'd be. <laughs> you think about it for the rest of the segment and tell us. The, in the, the more. The moral of the story is you don't know when I'm getting into studio, so. Imagine moral of the story is don't, don't tell you where I am. That's the moral of the story. It's now yeah. a secret, top secret location. Okay. Unknown. Uh, North Bay, Ontario-born Rob Shaw is off to play in the U.S. Open wheelchair division. So tell us a little bit about how he qualified, please. So the the U.S. Open is one of those things where you can get invited to in a wild card spot. And at the right. time of the ed- entry deadline of the tournament, he was ranked eighth in the world tennis in the quad division in wheelchair tennis. But that doesn't guarantee an invite to the Open. So generally, mm. like, you invite the first seven and there's like a couple wild card. In the past, um, he told the Rob told the North Bay Nugget that uh, he was pretty grateful for this invitation because he was given the wild card this year. In the past, he has not been given the wild card, even though he was ranked number eight. They've given it to an American, so they might give it to the ninth or tenth ranked just to get another American in on in then on the tournament. So this year they chose him. Um, he at the start of the tournament, his ranking had actually raised to seventh because you know tennis is weird and they keep ranking you depending on how they were doing. Um, 
To his knowledge, Rob is the first Canadian wheelchair tennis player in any division to qualify and participate at a Grand Slam event, nice. um, as we know them today. I know, isn't that cool? Isn't North it? Bay. Wow. Um, and he was the Parapan American Games champion in the quad singles at the 2019 Parapan American Games in Lima, Peru. So he's got a good tennis resume. Um, and, you know, the U.S. Open, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, I think yeah. most of us were paying attention last week to uh, Serena and, and her go and... Mm-hmm. Um, some of the male temper tantrums that have been happening on the court. I don't know if you guys saw any of those. I can't remember who did that, but it was quite entertaining to watch grown men throw their rackets down and then find another racket back and to throw the it old down. Roll days. Oh my god, weren't those great? Oh. I love a good yelling match. Oh yeah, that's such a refined sport too. Anyway, yeah, I think anyway, so it's very exciting. It's very exciting that he got to go. Uh, got to go experience it. This actually the happening this week in um, in New York City. Awesome. Uh, also, I'll note North Bay Nugget, one of my favorite name papers. I just think that's the coolest name for I a paper. I love that paper. I get their stuff all the time. They have the greatest articles. Like that's a, that's a good newspaper that tells you what's going on in the community. It cares about the people, and you're right, it's got a great name. Yeah, it certainly does. So overall, would we say he's done pretty good? Well, he had his first match on Wednesday against mm-hmm. number one ranked Nels Vink of the Netherlands, and he actually lost 6-2 and 6-0. Um, if you're if you're interested, coverage of the U.S. Open wheelchair division can be seen on usopen.com. They've got highlights on there and stuff. So he lost. You know, he's he's done because like he's done after you lose out, um, one and done. But I mean, it's an experience, right? The clay to- the the clay courts. That's hard to say fast. Oh yeah. Um, the clay courts. Um, it, it, I believe it's the Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's called now. Um, yeah. it, I don't know. If, so I don't know if you understand how huge this facility is. They have got. Three large stadiums, like like think like like football size stadiums. They look like whenever they do an overhead shot, and they've got all these other little courts, little courts around things. it. Like, it's huge. It's a ridiculous number. I had no idea how courts. big. Oh yeah, it's a and ridiculous it's used, number. Like, like the big thing, one big event. I'm sure they have other stuff going on. They're like one big event. Yeah. Uh, I remember when they had the discussion just before we leave you on this one. There was uh, they were going to cancel this division um, last year, or the year before, due to the pandemic, and there was such outcry to not do it because this was an opportunity for so many people like Rob to get in there and you know compete. And and I remember they said okay, okay, and uh, that was quite the hype a year ago about this. So really wonderful applause to, and fedoras off to to him. It's just amazing to hear these stories. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a fedora, but I'm softly golf clapping or tennis clapping. Either, I guess but, it would uh, be. I'm not nice. either, but I have a good imagination. I'm nice. pretending I'm you know, doffing it. <laughs> He's wearing a spiritualist fedora. Yeah, the, the headset's getting away. So, Karen, we're always talking about how people are doing amazing things and what were we doing when they were doing these amazing things. And two women from Windsor, Windsor Ontario, used their quote COVID nineteen downtime. To write a book now, I don't know if this was a, a real quote, but you know, it's they. That, that's yeah, yeah, that's from the, that's from the article. That's okay. from the CBC article. They wow. use their downtime. Yeah, I um I watched Netflix. That's <laughs> what I did of my day. Some Radical people, you books. know, wrote books. Some people yeah. wrote books. Yeah, exactly. You know, to each their own. I always feel when I hear these stories, I always feel like I wasted two and a wow. half years that I could have been doing like, amazing things. I know, I isn't mean, that cool? Yeah. So, so I mean, it's no. It's no secret to us that there's a lot of lack of children's books that talk about disability. Mm-hmm. So Anne-Marie DePape and Christine Quagla took the time to write it during COVID, and it was actually published this year. Christine uses a, uses a wheelchair, and she told the CBC that when she used to read books, like, hey, like, Rami, you and I are big readers. We talked about this. Do you put yourself in the story when you read books? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me too. So 
when Christine was reading books as a kid, she would put herself in them, but there was never anybody who represented her. There was never anybody using a wheelchair who had a disability. Um, and I mean, don't we all? I mean, even as adults, I'm reading. Um, I'm reading where the crawdad sings right now. No, oh, so good. I know. I'm so behind the library. I just got it from the library. Jeez. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to see yourself in books. So the story follows Shadow. Um, Shadow is a dog, and his owner and very own superhero Charlotte. So their adventure takes them to places like to mail a letter across a busy street, water flowers at Nana's house, to the library. And while they're at the library, Charlotte meets a curious boy named Nathan who wonders why he can't bring his dog into the library. And that's when Shadow learns about his power and how he helps Charlotte. Shadow also learns to appreciate his name as he goes wherever Charlotte goes. Mm. And on Amazon, you can read like the first couple pages of the book. It is so sweet. Can't. Is it I a think novella? I need to get the, or it, like how it's long a paperback it? book. It's oh, a paperback so like nice. kids book. Oh, here, yeah. oh, hold on. I had, to, I had the page open a second ago. How many pages is it? Because you know how you and you can get little samples. Mm-hmm. I was like reading the little samples. It's um, it doesn't tell me how many. Oh, twenty seven yeah. pages. Twenty seven. Well, it's like a little kid. It's a little kid book. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, I can't see the ages of the book on here, but I would say it's probably like grade. One or two, like it's mm-hmm. it's paragraphs. It's not like it's it's a good little it's a good little book. You know what I love about it? First of all, you mentioned already how awesome it is to have children's books with representation because it starts young, right? But the reason why it's so good, and we keep pushing this point about we have to talk about these things, these serious subjects, but in such fun ways um, for kids. Like start when you're kids, because you know how many people had this experience. Like I will get on Toronto transit and some kid is asking his mom or his dad or whoever he's with you know why this lady's carrying a white cane or why this person is sitting in that chair or uh, why this person needs an arm or you know all kinds of stuff kids are curious and they will ask so put the stuff out there in books in your posts in whatever content creation curation and and tell them answer these questions for them it's so important karen it's funny you mentioned that because I was reading some of the reviews on Amazon and they talk about this book opened up a conversation with my, with my child and myself about disability. See, exactly. It, 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 it's, it's, this book is not just for children with disabilities. This book is for children. Exactly. It's, it's everybody. Everybody's um, asking. And, you know, when I, uh, we would, as people with disabilities, seek out the characters, if the characters are there, seek them out, right? And obviously, a lot of us didn't have that representation, but now we do. So that's another thumbs up. But really for the children um, who are wondering or who have no clue yeah you're opening up the conversation to them so as you said uh amazon is there is that where we go to get the book that's where you go to get the book it's under 12 dollars right now Aww. and i'm just gonna say it's got a five-star rating there yeah. are nothing there's nothing below a five-star rating there's no fours there's no three there's no two no oh, ones it's, it's a five-star rating from us too we haven't even read the book yet i i, I have read the first couple pages i really like it I like books that so we've talked about this i know exactly and and children's books especially um I feel like they give you so much good perspective when written well. So shout out to the authors for doing this over COVID-19 and saying, hey, this is super important. Let's <laughs> Putting the rest way. of us to shame. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Sometime you and I can talk about the worst book I ever read. I just realized that this is not it. But Because oh. I have a very hard time finding books I don't like. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how did you get to that point? <laughs> I was... You know, you know what it is. My boss keeps tinging me because she knows I'm talking on the air right now, mm-hmm. and she keeps sending me messages trying to distract me. 
and it's almost working. <laughs> and I'm going to yell at her. Actually, she's not my boss anymore. I'm going to yell at her whenever we're done. No. I don't know if you guys can hear. Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, can you guys hear the um, no. the, the messages coming? Okay, because I'm never sure if you can hear that. And I'm like, is oh, that, stop. Is that a stop prediction? Singing. Yeah. She's not stop my boss singing. anymore. She's no, I, I, don't, I don't report. I don't. No, no, I don't report to her anymore. Well, Karen, the good uh, thing is we're done now, else. so you can go straight to yelling at her. <laughs> I'm typing away. Well, yelling, typing. Here I go. Okay, awesome. go enjoy another book. Just don't make it a bad one. Our content development specialist join us Wednesdays and Fridays here on Kelly and Company. In the next hour of the program, Natalie Unatis is sharing her journey of becoming an audio book narrator. Ryan Huey, he'll share more on the Chatty Bookshelf. Let's get the conversation recaps and comment on segments from the past week. We have cut for time for you. But up next, Margaret Weldon is here to bring us the Friday Buzz. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.